Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham. This is the Freelance Forum 2021 podcast series. Over the years, the Freelance Forum has been made possible by support from the National Union of Journalists, Dublin Freelance Branch, and by network funding from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, Sector Learning and Development Programme. Music for the forum comes from podsummit.com, released under a Creative Commons Zero license into the public domain. This is episode number 23. The topic is diversity and inclusion with Gorham TV. And I'm going to do something slightly different now. I'm just going to hand over to Funmi, Ala, Sandrine and Mamobo. Hello, my name is Funmi. I am here with three other people. And we're going to be talking about um, media representation and coverage of minorities in Ireland. If you can all introduce yourselves and then we just get into the conversation. Okay, I can possibly start. Hi, everyone. My name is Mamobo Ogoro. I am a PhD student in the University of Limerick. Um, I do my PhD in social psychology and studying the areas of multicultural identity and um, the theory of representation um, in Ireland. I'm also the founder of um, Garam TV, which is a social um, media network and web show that um, dissects the social issues that affect Ireland's multicultural generation. So I'm really glad to be here. Hi, my name is Salah. Um, I'm a visual artist and a visual journalist. Uh, Most of my work is around community and political issues that they face in Ireland and abroad as well. Yeah, I think that's the best way. I come from a migrant background, Libyan origins, born and raised in Ireland. Uh, But I don't know what my more Libyan or Irish. All depends on what country I'm in at that stage. Yeah, hi. uh, Thank you for having me. My name is Sandrine DeHero and I'm a second year PhD student in the English department. And I recently, last year, did a documentary called Unsilencing Black Voices, where it looks at the lived experiences of the Black and Irish community in Ireland when it comes to the issue of tackling racism in Ireland. All right. Thank you, guys. I feel like I need to do my introduction again after that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe go for it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's what happens when you're amongst like strong women and strong voices. Um, but I am also a PhD student in UL and I am looking at the representation, well, for the most part, um, in the academic sense um, of, you know, Africa in Western media in very short terms. It's a little more complex than that, but that's all, that's all that it is in the most simple form. Mm. Um, so let's just dive into the conversation real quick. Um, just pretty much... What exactly is the situation of things when we're talking about media representation and coverage of minorities in Ireland? What do you think it is that is the the true picture of what is going on in the media in Ireland as regards representation at the moment? Do you want to go, Allah? For me, um, like I've attended a lot of conferences that talk and talks around this. And the funny thing is... Um, the normal Irish person doesn't actually think there's a problem. Um, I remember I was sitting there in a meeting, and I'm not going to name the person, but he is an NGA, a New J member. And he literally was like, no, there isn't a problem. It's actually changing and there is a more, more diverse people coming in and the sector is changing. And he named a few broadcasters and news uh, newspapers. And literally when you look at them, you actually see no representation of a diverse community through not only broadcasting, like them telling stories, but also the representation of journalists there and everything, it tends to be white dominant. Um, 
and that's not only for newspapers and broadcaster, but also I was looking through the news press uh, for the photography press uh, association the other day Mm. and they have their members. And the funny thing is they have pictures and they have names and you go through it and you see just white men and then a few female. And it just angers me. Like, I want to be part of that organization and so on, but how the hell do I put my name? And then when I talked to them, they were like, oh, you have to be of a certain income to make your name in there. And I literally was like, but I'm still an emerging journalist and so on. And it, it like, there isn't anything to help out. Um, so there's the naivety of there isn't a f- problem. And then there's also not welcoming as well. Interesting. What do you think, Sandrine? Yeah, I think like within the media, like especially when it comes to like let's say the way they portray migrants, it's still done in like in a in a stereotypical trope, like where again it's still described as these helpless people which need like Western intervention, like white intervention and stuff like that. So it's not portraying it in the truest form. So like even when you look at migrants, like it's always like reporting like when it's like a refugee crisis as opposed to like how they've integrated into Ireland, like how they're like literally cultivating the two cultures together so I think sometimes people just forget to humanize that experience but of course you're going to have that when the people reporting it or the people researching on it only have one way of viewing it so by having a diverse newsroom by having diverse uh, journalists then only they can then contribute to that well like if something is written about a minority then they'll be able to be like oh I don't think that's true so like as long as you don't have a diverse not background, but like as long as you don't have a diverse workforce there, then of course these false and stereotypical tropes of um, representation of the other, let's say, is always going to be interpreted in that way. How about you, um, Mamobo? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's really important that we have conversations about representation, particularly in Ireland. A lot of people, Ireland is going through like a transformative period and a lot of the people now that are in, let's say, journalism, media that are from migrant backgrounds, we tend to they tend to be um second generation migrants, people that were born in Ireland or people that are people that were raised in Ireland from a young age. So they've gone through the the whole, let's say, system, education system and things like that. I was actually reading research a couple of um weeks ago on migrant representation in Ireland, particularly. It was it was done in I think 2007, 2008. And that research, it said that um, the, the lack of stories uh, from migrant backgrounds, and I know this paper is kind of old, but the lack of stories from people of migrant backgrounds, it was the perception that that the audience was not going to be there. And we understand migrant population in Ireland is roughly 16%, but the audience is not going to be there. And therefore, the stories are not, quote unquote, um, as important. And the stories that there are there, as Sandrine uh, nicely put it, are tend to be tokenistic and tend to not... Um, tend to put people of migrant descent or migrant backgrounds in boxes. So there's this idea that um, people of migrant backgrounds, they're not interested. Let's say if you're doing, doing about stories in politics or stories stories in, um, in let's say, popular culture or things like that, they're not interested in those kind of stories that are portrayed by the mainstream um, news media in Ireland. So I think with the growing second generation migrant population, with the growing voices that are are saying like okay we actually 
we actually are here. We actually are interested. We don't know what you were getting that from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's the growing, growing voices that are here? That kind of voice will, eventually, I hope, will, will put a change into this media representation. And it goes back to what Sandrine is saying, is having those people there doing the interviews doing the making the news stories and having that having the large institutions that control control these media outlets and sources having those institutions um having um them to reinforce that as well because you can have the journalists trying to put these stories out there trying to put these stories out there but if the institutions don't buy in and say okay the story is important let's put it out that having those there would be would, would be a phenomenal step forward for for migrant representation and yeah it's really important to understand that Ireland is still let's say new I don't even like to call it new anymore because we've been here but <laughs> Ireland is 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 new to um to understanding the multicultural multicultural reality that it is in in the country so these sort of things take unfortunately take years to manifest and years to to transform into into being the norm but once we have those representations out there and the funny thing about representation is if you can't see it that nobody's going to change so um, once we have those representations out there um, that would be the best steps forward into creating um, more representative and media that is that is there for people of all backgrounds and people of migrant backgrounds as well because if we don't have those it's not going to show the the multicultural reality that we do have here in Ireland that's that's really interesting um you know very interesting contributions there and you know when it comes to representation and you know opening up Ireland it I think the idea for the most part would be is the media reflecting Ireland you know is the media reflecting the reality of the population of Ireland. And like Mamobo just rightly put it in the end there that Ireland is now not what the media portrays. Um, and the mainstream media has a role and has a responsibility to portray the true light of what Ireland is. Um, and this in itself, you know, is an important challenge um, to the gatekeepers and the people who are making in influential positions um for now um because as as time goes on it does seem like we're we're going to get there in a little bit but when talking about solutions to this problem um but let's talk about ethics and uh, i think um allah and if anybody else has anything to chip into this that would be lovely um but you know let's talk about ethics you know talking about ethics and talking about fairness and balance and throwing away bias um, I like to say personally that <laughs> you cannot throw away b- bias when it comes to, as long as, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you can actually be, you know, the media can be objective. I personally feel like objectivity is literally not possible. And, you know, anybody else can argue <laughs> with me on this, but my opinion is objectivity is a farce and that's not something that is, ultimately achievable but one thing that is achievable is fairness and making sure that every part of the story is being told and I think for journalists for the most part it's important to know not to take yourself out of the story and take your perspective out of the story and the best thing you can do even though there would always still be angles to it is to make sure 
that there is equal representation in whatever story that you that you're putting out and it just before i move on to the to 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 you know my example i would have a largest you know kind of give her an opinion on this no i definitely agree um like every journalist when they come into a story you have to put yourself in that position of who they are what their community comes from and so on like each person's ethic will be different and each community's ethics is going to be different i remember and this is how unknowledgeable irish media are on ethics um so there was a broadcaster that came to do a piece about ramadan not last 2019 and they sent a cameraman okay first of all to the women's area for prayer a man a man which he started first of all the first thing is our prayer rooms you can't go in with the shoes he went in with the shoe and all the ladies were like what the hell's going on and then he kept on moving around like if you wanted to record your man you should have known that's already there's a bit of an ethic problem you should have stayed in one place and mm. recorded from that spot and you still ha- would have had a good angle and everything like the mosque has really good angles everyone knows the mosque in Konski wasn't only that he decided to move around and it just made the ladies really uncomfortable because he's the only man there walking around just recording and he started recording faces and everything and that's without even permission and then when the prayer started he he was asked to record the men's section from the top okay he goes behind and starts recording the woman from the back and you know the woman's movement during prayer and it literally, like, my mom was there and she was like, I couldn't pray. I literally couldn't pray. We had to look at the security and be like, can you get him out so we can actually focus on her? Like, what? Everyone in their right mind knows that they can't do that. So what, what the hell was he thinking? Um, what the hell was that broadcaster company thinking? And so on. So, yeah. Definitely. That's one story out of millions oh my god Allah can I just add something there I think I think just what Allah is 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 saying is like the lack of uh, intercultural competence between Mm. between this when you're having people that are telling stories of a different community if you don't have a person of that community like doing the story itself you at least need to have that sort of intercultural competence that sort of knowledge of that culture that custom so you can have that initial respect because if you're going into someone's sacred space and not having that knowledge of the sacred space and that knowledge and that respect for it it's just going to be like what are you doing here (laughs) it's literally you're just going to just go go into that space and not not know what they're doing and it's so important to have that um intercultural competence there are there is training out there there is that diversity training out there for for places and i'm not even sure in the media in the media sphere but i work in academia it's not it's it's not there it's not the accessibility for this training is not where it should be and unfortunately there's going to be events like that like what ala was ala was saying that um people from different communities going into their spaces and just 
disrespecting it out of ignorance. So we actually need either pe- journalists, people that in the media sector that are of those com- ethnic communities doing those stories, or at least having the training there for them to 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 respectfully, um, let's say in Alice's case, record record the videos and and know how to navigate in those spaces. Yeah, that story was just kind of very shocking. Yeah, I, I I also think that a lot of it is just basic, not basic on education and not willing to educate yourself because some of these things are just very easy to access. You know that you're going to, you, if just a simple Google search will be able to educate you on, you know, how to approach this. You're going to the mosque. There are things that you need to know about going to the mosque. If you're a woman going to the mosque, you need to know that, you know, your hair should be covered and things like that. These are just basic things. Like if you're going into people's sacred spaces, you need to know you don't have to have your shoes on because nobody else has their shoes on. And you shouldn't come feeling like you're better than the people there because at the end of the day, you know, you're also human and there's a reason why they do the things that they do and you need to respect that. Um, And beyond representation like Allah was saying it's it's also just you know it if if you're going there are times when you're a foreign journalist in a different country and you need to understand the laws of that land and you need to abide by them that is what it means to be a journalist it, it, if you're a journalist and you don't know these things these are the basic the like the most basic <laughs> minute things you need to know as a journalist that you need to educate yourself about your environment and you don't just encroach people's spaces without educating yourself. The other way to avoid it is easily looking into the community and say, do you have a camera person that we can mm. use? Because our, the, like the Muslim community anyways is so small that they could have easily found a person that is comfortable with that community and knows everything that he could have shot or she could have shot and gave them the footage and they made they could have made the report out of it. So yeah, Absolutely. there's a there's a solution to it. It's just they wanted to go in uneducated, do everything to make the woman uncomfortable. And I wonder what how the report came out because I haven't seen it. Um and, and these are these are issues that you know are being brought to fore. Um and when it it's it's just amazing that we as journalists and you know when journalists go out there to cover news or to do reporting especially people who have been in the in the industry for years um these are like the most basic things when it comes to ethics and fairness and balance and just you know empathy it's 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 literally that that being said um i think we we can um i wanted to quickly to uh, there was there was an issue that literally just got into my head while i was while we were having that conversation and I don't, I think that it would just, you know, be nice. I'm not going to delve too much into it. But when it comes to fairness and ethics as well, I think a very good example of what happened recently would have been the George and Chenko story um, and how that was covered in the media and how there was a huge lack of empathy and lack of balance in the coverage. And, you know, it did seem like, there was a narrative that was being that was looking to be pushed and that wasn't checked and you know what do you guys think about what could have been done better to check that narrative 
Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what I said earlier, like that lack of humanity and like even with what um, Ala was saying, like just basic knowledge of when you're reporting about someone who doesn't look like you're a different culture, just understanding it. But I think with George Nachenko, it was just like, you know, that stereotype that they pushed like thug, dangerous. And it was just like all the tropes that are just associated to black men do you know and again it's kind of something like that where we see it in America and then you're like okay that's just an American issue but when it came to Ireland you saw that we weren't exempt from those stereotypes that you project onto and um, the black body and I think there like there was lack of even need or want to kind of go and research to be like are we really do we really need to say that he was a thug without looking into it? Do you know, like George Nachenko was like a human being. And again, that was never portrayed. So they were trying to just dehumanize him and just kind of make everyone just desensitized to just the way black bodies are described. So it just fell into that. And then again, it was just clickbait there because you knew that if you were, again, just a decent human being and regardless of race, like you're going to be outraged by looking at that because again, like it like he wasn't even dead a day and then like all those things like started happening so it just kind of showed like um the importance there of representation because if you did have a diverse group there like they would have said like you can't ever like you can't just paint every black person as a thug you can't paint them as dangerous like he had mental illness like that again that just that basic regard to like human being like that was just missing there and again you kind of left to wonder like was it clickbait was it like just they didn't want to research about it but it was a shame because it was like again we had talked about Black Lives Matter in the Irish context and the newspapers were covering this yet like they just didn't have the decency or just the time to just go and look up to be like okay we can't project this stereotype onto him. The other thing is I wanted to say is when they came out and said thug and then we discovered that he had no um, previous convictions and so on did the actual newspapers come out and apologize that's the other thing is they need to take the con like they need to take action for what they've done the stereotype they've done and apologize because literally it was broadcasted and it was headlines it wasn't even just like a normal news article it was it became headlines definitely definitely and i think something from that that whole ordeal rest in peace George and Kensho I think that whole ordeal just showed brought to light the continuous othering of people of migrant backgrounds and their descendants in in Ireland I think we we like to say that oh yeah Ireland's multicultural Ireland is accepting Ireland is open but when things like that happen and the first thing that comes from a lot of people's minds is was he a thug was he was he what was he doing let's let's victim blame let's do this it's it just it just honestly breaks your heart to be honest and it's just like we we say that we're all multicultural we say all these things da, 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 da. but a story like this comes out and obviously it's negativity that comes out with that and it's really it's really telling of where 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 we're at for um people of of migrant descent and i know um there's arguments that like the 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 articles that had these 
um, awful depictions of um, George. They were not like the mainstream, let's say, Irish Times or Examiner or whatever, but the extent to which the articles that that had these stories, the extent to which they blew up out before the and with, uh, alongside the the mainstream articles is very very telling to where we are in 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 our in our current cultural spheres and it's very important to put a put a spotlight on that and see and be like look at how we we are we are we are we are treating or how we are um amplifying these sort of negative stories without facts without information without any of the the things to to back it up and it's really important to 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 say that because representation um I, I do my research in representation and the social psychological um, implications of that and how it's how it's formed and stuff like that. And the media, the media has a huge role, a huge role up up like since the 1900s till now. The media has a huge role in creating representation and perceptions of people in society. So once you have that representation there, that can be ingrained into attitudes, into practices, and even into policies and the people that we vote in 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 our community. So if those representations there of a black person being a thug, being a uh, uh, robber being aggressive being all these sort of things those are going to be internalized as true fact and true knowledge of how people of certain backgrounds look and therefore you may see all these incidents of hate crimes and things like that so it's important that the representations that the media put out there are representations that um are accurate representations that say say facts rather than um just guessing knowledge or reactionary things but it's important that those representations are accurate and they they as well because i don't want to put people in boxes as well it's important that you humanize the person yeah yes we have these categories of yeah our race our ethnicity ethnicity and all these sort of things but it's important that we humanize that person first and foremost before, because before georgian kencho was a black person georgian kencho was a human being a son a, a, a friend a brother before all of that he was he was those things okay and a lot of times in our media we don't see those things first we just see the black person that was um doing a b and c or the the asian person that was doing a b and c and a lot of times people of color and people from migrant backgrounds and ethnic backgrounds were not afforded that sort of humanization before um before we see that um before we see those representations or those stereotypes put on us. So I really call that the media, before we, you go into those um, tokenistic um, representations and tokenistic ideals of people, you humanize that person first and see them for an individual before um, anything else. So yeah, I kind of went on a tangent there. but <laughs> Like that goes back to ethics as well. Mm. Like you have yeah, to definitely. think of the family and what they've been through. I myself know someone that got murdered and when the news came out and everything, thankfully it was a positive output, but at first every single article that came out, we were worrying what did they write and so on and so forth. That imagine how his family felt and every article that came out and especially his mom, it's not she only lost a son, but she's now fighting all these articles and stereotypes that the news outlets are putting on, on her and the emotion, like it's not, she's not going through just emotional grief, but now she's going through some anger as well. Um, so yeah, we have to think of that as well. 
um, before we put any article out. Definitely. That's really brilliant, guys. Um, and I and I think that, you know, just picking up of, from where my mobile stopped, it's the media needs to understand how much power it has. And it shapes opinions and shapes stereotypes. And it's literally the beginning of where biases are formed. Because once the media pushes this agenda about somebody being this type of way, that's what happened. And they also have the power to take you back. And I think we're getting to the point where we're asking and, you know, we're hoping that active steps can be made by mainstream media to correct these stereotypes because they can be corrected. And the media has a has a role to play in doing that. Um, I watched the just <laughs> just to digress a little bit, but I was watching the Meghan and Harry interview yesterday. And one of the things that she said when, you know, the media was coming out to, to you know, to, to give all those things, to say all those things about her was that she did not feel protected. And if somebody else had put out a statement. So what could have happened in that scenario was if the media itself had come to recall those statements and said, you know, this is something that, you know, it's not true. We debunk it. And they just change that narrative a little bit. It's going to change the way that she's being perceived as well. And that's the power that the media has. It can make or break. And this is something to be taken seriously. And moving forward now, we're going to talk about steps to move forward. Um, and I would like my mobile to kick things off, especially introducing GOM TV and saying what GOM TV is doing as regards this. Moving forward, how, how can we and how can, you know, the media generally tackle these problems and just, you know, make sure that when it comes to representation and coverage of minorities in Ireland, there is a bit of balance and fairness. Definitely. Thanks so much um, for me. I think um, just to introduce Gurm TV, it's, it's just a web show and creative network that dissects the social issues that affect Ireland's multicultural generation. So saying that we are a network of people of diverse backgrounds that dissect the social issues that affect Ireland's multi- multicultural generations and not hold, not not like saying like oh black people are this and this we're actually talking about these issues and humanizing them like i said previously humanizing the issues first and foremost and seeing that uh, within that i always say that (laughs) this is my tagline when i introduce myself to people but i'm on a personal mission to unify the world (laughs) and it starts with home it starts with ireland so we we are a network that we want to change the perception of how um this newfound um generation of multicultural people are in ireland we want to change those representations and show that we are we are we are doctors we are lawyers we're entertainers we're journalists we're all these things and we're not just the the, the representations that um a lot of the mass media a lot of these big um big media outlets they they kind of put on us so in doing so we have um web series and web um talks and things like that we're we're, we're growing now because we're very young we're covid baby but we're talk- having talks and things like that to dissect some of the social issues that have been happening in ireland and having conversations that matter talking about the nuances there and having voices from my uh, minority backgrounds to speak on those and uh, with their own personal experience but with also also empirical evidence and research behind to back up those personal experience and points we are open to all sort of experience uh, all sort of um um, viewpoints and takes but then the foundation to that is 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 with respect and with um, knowledge of it as well so we just we want to develop a space in which we have conversations that matter. We create, cur- we create 
curate common ground between um, different cultural communities and build that unity amongst ourselves. Because without that unity moving forward, I believe Ireland would not be would not come to a stage, would not come to that multicultural reality that it claims to be. So I think us as a platform, we 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 want to build and curate that common ground that is necessary and that is needed in Ireland. And, and yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to add there. <laughs> if anyone has anything else to say. Yeah. Thank you, Mama. Well, I also just wanted to bring Sandrine in real quick on this as well, um, because she's working on, on silencing black voices as well. And, you know, she's into, you know, projecting, um, you know, minority groups as well in Ireland, as well as working with GOM TV as well. So, you know, um, what what do you think is you know the way forward at this point and how can you contribute to that yeah no I think the way forward is just creating more spaces for diversity and not I don't know I'm kind of just moving beyond and pushing beyond the accepted one view of like how Ireland is like as Momobo has stated like Ireland is multicultural it's diverse so it's just it's no longer acceptable now to just be like looking at different social media social media, media platforms, journalism, anything like that. And it's just solely white. Like that doesn't represent everyone in Ireland. And in order for everyone to feel like that, you do have to create those spaces where they can be freely appreciated, but then they can also dissect other issues. So even though like, yeah, I've done the documentary on silencing black voices, I think there's still always a thing where there is a push to understand like how black people just, their topic of conversation just shouldn't be racism. And I think like that's where you have Gorm TV where you're able to dissect that. So like in the future, I just want to like um, for me, my thing is always just working in anything that's going to debunk any stereotypes. So it's usually just stereotypes that are projected onto the African person, but then also just to different migrants. It's just creating that new space where I don't know, we're just reimagining what it means to be a migrant, what it means to be black and Irish, what it means to just not be white in Ireland just um including everyone there to in order to kind of um have a better understanding of a collective voice because in order for us to move forward like we just have to feel represented in every aspect of the Irish life awesome there Andrine and this just brings me back to Allah and I want you to to Allah and I want you to um and and just to apologize real quick um (laughs) talking about ethics we need to get things right so um i i i i think i i got the pronunciation wrong for it's george in kentro um apologies for that um but then i just wanted to quickly ask ella um what do you think the mainstream media can do and what roles do you think they need to actively start playing to change that narrative in ireland I don't think it's only mainstream media, also the unions and the education system. So it needs to start from the foundations. If we looking at the England and how they got more representation and everything, and I know it took a while and it's going to take a while with Ireland, but the fact that there's funding for those from migrant backgrounds um, for them to move on and do journalism or commit, go into production fields or anything media to support them, because we have to be aware these kind of careers are expensive and for a person and they're mostly like people make their careers through internships and so on and for a person from a migrant background that their families are just starting to make a life here like god knows what their financials is so to have funding to support that i think would be great um but also for unions to 
allow like I know they have certain limits oh you have to make this certain amount of uh, income and so on have a waiver for these kind of incomes because we need more representation of a diverse community in the journalism field and if there's these limitations you're not going to have these changes happen so these are the two things I can think of and then having the the diverse roles yeah it helps but at the same time do I really want to apply for a diverse role because I come from a migrant background or do I get the job for the career I built uh, and the experience I have and my opinions and so on and so forth? Or is it just because my skin color and my name? That's the other thing to think of. So, yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, I think that all these points are very important. And I personally um, think that, you know, the I think, first of all, everybody as a journalist whatever you know role you're playing you need to look inward and always question everything ask yourself why you're covering what you're covering why your angle is the way that it is what your biases are what your biases are and always question those biases question everything and this sounds basic enough and it's just literally journalism 101 but <laughs> sometimes it's very easy to forget that you are holding on to you know some some form of subjective thoughts or some sort, some form of bias, putting it rightly, about something or someone. So as a, like you're not allowed to have that as a journalist. Like it's literally one thing you're not allowed to do. So that being said, I think we're just going to wrap things up. And does anybody have anything else to add at this point? I think just bring on the diversity in the media in Ireland and let us see a change. And not just us talking be more open-minded and stop the unconscious bias and see the world differently and not from one perspective. I think that's why I want to finish off on. Yeah, definitely. And for me, I would, uh, last note I would like to say is um, difference doesn't mean division. So having those people who are different in your spaces, in your boardroom, doesn't mean that they're going to bring about controversies or agendas but having that space and that extra voice in, in the room, on the table, will just bring a, a new viewpoint to light. And it's, it's really important to have that. I think I forgot to say um, the positive narrative needs to kind of change and let yeah. us tell the full story. Mm. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, we're going to wrap things up now. And that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.